Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today on the Zabecast, it's Andy Poland, the guy I once derisively called Good Enough Andy. A man who knows more Redskins history than anybody. Somebody who loved Chinese food, Tiger Woods, and 60 Minutes on Sundays. And a guy who taught me the word Meshuggah. Your bonus, uncensored 35-minute edition of the Zabecast is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. And Mahomes steps up, throws to the back, touchdown! Marquez Valdez Scantling! It's off your right foot in the first half, then you get hurt, and you come back and you throw a jump pass off your left foot in the second half. (laughs) Just make it up out there, Patrick. Just make it up. Third and ten, here comes the pressure. Lawrence getting away, scrambling, running for it. Trevor puts his shoulder down. Gets the first down at the nine-yard line. Going quick from the nine. Gets it out. Agnew at the five. Lost the football. Free in the pile. Four Chiefs are there. Pretty much the ball game on this recovery. Kansas City has it. But one more time, it's Kansas City playing for the AFC Championship. So even though there was not a single lead change all Saturday, Andy, still enjoyed watching the games. Yeah, they were good. I mean, the <laughs> the second game was, you know. Uh, it was a joke. Very lopsided. <laughs> yeah. But uh, first, first game football. was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. But how about that? Not a single lead change on Saturday. Now, you might say, why are you opening with that game, Zay? Because Andy and I are taping this before the glorious six hours of football that we will be discarding our belts for. Now stay tuned for six hours of exciting football action. Bye-bye belt. Bye-bye belt. So uh, I always enjoy talking to you, but I feel a little bit like this is like eating my vegetables before dessert. But you don't eat vegetables. I'm eating my whatever. This is the little bit of work I got to do, and then I'm going to sit there and watch all the games. I'll have a recap for the Bills and Bengals and the Cowboys and Niners tonight at 11.30 p.m. before I go to bed, and I'll put it at the end of our conversation here on the podcast. So just settle down, everybody. We're going to get to everything. All right, let's start with the uh, Chiefs game. Patrick Mahomes has a high ankle sprain. No broken bones. No torn ligaments, but it is ouchy, ouchy. Everyone assumes he's going to play Sunday in the championship game, either in Atlanta or in Kansas City, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, you or I are on crutches for three weeks, but yes, he's probably going to play. Now, here's my question on this. Where do we lie on this injury? Because there's two schools. One is, oh my God, you can't put him out there. 
He's on one leg. He can't protect himself. On the other side is, oh, look at the courage of Patrick Mahomes playing hurt. Oh, the teammates respect that. That's what the NFL is all about. I, I'm not really sure, you know, how you should feel about this. You know, you know what I mean? Well, I was, I was the mindset at one point. I don't know if he's helping you in there. But then he went and threw for one-footed touchdowns like the one you heard from uh, the great Mike Tirico. He ran, he ran for a first down while basically doing an extra hop with his left leg. The yeah. guy is a sick athlete. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, before he got hurt, I-, I put out this tweet. It was, it was like watching Meadowlark Lemon run the Globetrotters against the yes. Generals. I mean, it was, just, it was just so much fun to watch. And, uh, and even on one leg, he's, he's still good. But, you know, I mean, could, could they have won with Chad Henney? I don't know. Yes. Maybe. Yes, yeah. they, they, they could have if the Jaguars had all the things that were almost not happened to them. Like right. if uh, poor Agnew, who had two great returns, if he just avoids Butker on the right. kick return, that's a touchdown. If he doesn't fumble at the two, that's probably going to be a touchdown. If Kirk doesn't have a ball go through his hands, it's a touchdown. If in the one drive Henny made, which was fantastic, a 98-yard touchdown drive from his own shadow of his goalpost, he had a tip ball that was interceptable by two guys, and of course neither guy held on to it. If all those things, or at least half of them, had tilted Jacksonville away, they could have yeah. won the game, but I think Henny could have won the game if he played the rest of the way. We'll see. Yeah, probably. How, how about this, though? Trevor Lawrence is going to be really good. Oh, my God. Yeah. He, he with a team that isn't nearly as good as Kansas City, he kept them in that in Kansas City, and this is year two where year one went to waste with Urban Meyer. Oh, yeah. man, he yeah. looks nice. Back to Mahomes for a second. So this is the fun thing. Whenever somebody who is a casual sports fan or maybe your wife who doesn't really watch sports asks you a specific question about a specific player, because she was asking mm-hmm. me about Mahomes and you know why he is so good, and she noticed that he kind of threw it sidearm once. So you get into that mode, you know, when somebody asks you and they don't really know and they want to learn, you start explaining mm-hmm. it. And it's good for you as a lifelong sports fan who already knows all this stuff to then have to articulate it because it then reaffirms to you, okay, why is he so good? And I start by saying, well, first of all, honey, he's the only quarterback that will run around like one of the three stooges in the backfield and actually make big plays. He can do the old and no one else can or will do that. And then I said, you know, he, he'll throw it from any arm angle with incredible accuracy. I said, all these other quarterbacks, they can throw it sidearm. It's not as accurate. It doesn't yeah. come off with the same kind of zip. He does it in a way that is just, it's God's gift. It's God's gift. It so uh, obviously there was a lot of concern at that point when he when he left the sideline, he th- slammed his jacket. You're like, wow, this could be really bad. It was just he didn't want to leave the game. He's like, fuck it, we'll figure it out at halftime. Let me stay in the game for God's sakes. Yeah, and, and you know who we didn't hear, on, hear from on this? One Bob Griffin. Because- <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Andy, for bringing this up. The floor is yeah. yours. Now, now, Bob, during the week, got very loud and boisterous about Lamar Jackson. And I was looking for this tweet. Apparently, he didn't say it in a tweet, but said it during the week. I played hurt so he doesn't have to. 
and, and I was thinking to myself, okay, Bob, uh, you're watching what's going on in Kansas City because uh, perhaps he didn't get the memo that uh, you, you took one for the team, and now he doesn't have to be out there. <laughs> it you took know? everything in my power not to jump in on Twitter and start going after RG3 about his spectacular and narcissistic revisionist history about his career in Washington, his injury, and the comparison of, you know, Joe Burrow blew out an ACL. How's he doing? You know, so-and-so had the same thing. Brady's, I mean, Griffin acts like it's a death sentence. No, no, you recovered from your knee injury, you came back, you had a chance with the Redskins, you sucked, you then went to the Browns, you sucked, you were on the Ravens for a little while, and even though you should have been the perfect backup forever, because you're a runaround guy, you still couldn't stay on the roster, because you're not that good. And he couldn't stay healthy. He he had other injuries. It wasn't that injury that ended his career. He came back and played, and every time he played, he get hurt. It was a shoulder. It was an ankle. Uh, you know, it was the other knee. You know, it was always something. And, and and never mind the fact that he ran back into the game against the Ravens when Haloti Nada dump trucked his knee right. and avoided Doctor Beanie on the sideline. Right. Doctor yeah. James Andrews and Shanahan was like, "Oh, what happened? Where did Robert go? Oh shit, he's in the game." Okay, whatever. <laughs> and the fact that he was caught on NFL films, films mic'd up in the game, in the playoff game where he crumpled in a heap, admitting to Trent Williams, yeah, my knee went, wah, wah, but don't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. What a fucking spectacular liar this guy is. Now, when, as I understand, when Mahomes uh, slammed down his coat yesterday, that's when Andy Reid or the training staff and or both of them told him, if you don't go in and get checked in the locker room, you're not going back in the game. <laughs> they didn't do that with RG3. And right. from what I'm told, they attempted to take him out at the half, and he went crazy, and they let him stay in the game. And the reason was because the coaching staff knew that he had the back of the owner. And yeah. the hunts are too smart for that. They don't do that kind of stuff. Right. So they left it up to the coaching staff. They checked out, checked it out. They found there was no fracture. And they allowed him to continue to play. It didn't work that way for RG3 because he was calling the shots. And he was calling the shots with the empowerment of the owner, who, by the way, is the most hated man in the NFL right now. Exactly. So, in other words, with the juice of the owner as his new celebrity friend, RG3, Mm -hmm. he had the ability to scare Shanahan into doing things he wouldn't otherwise do and intimidate him. And so that's the kind of dynamic that... uh, it, it would not have played out well on Twitter because now RG3 is well-established on ESPN and he's mm-hmm. good on TV other really than good. this narcissistic, delusional rewriting of history that mm-hmm. it would have been like throwing a rock at a beehive if it was oh, yeah. me or you to go no, on Twitter I, and do that. When I do that, people say I need to be fired. And, you know, oh, yeah, exactly. You know, Bitter old man, what do you know? Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the other thing about the uh, RG3 tweet, you know, I played hurt so he wouldn't have to. It reeks of Jesus syndrome a little yeah. bit. Like, yeah. I died for your sins. Yeah, Fuck, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, the point about I want to make about quarterbacks, though, and that big hit that Lawrence took, because he's a big boy, but he knew third and 10, late in the game, trailing by 10, it was sellout time. And at mm-hmm. the at the point of impact, right there at the first down line, he said, fuck it. I'm going to take the full brunt of this. Got the first down. 
Uh, Jalen Hurts playing with a shoulder that is still not right, they admit, still ran at least a half dozen read option plays because it's a big staple of their offense. Mahomes is a whoop, 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 run around guy. You've got Daniel Jones, who's not afraid to run. This is the modern NFL. If your quarterback can't at times get dirty, get banged up, and run for yardage, you're going to be in trouble. And this is where the Packers are right now, by the way, with Rodgers. Rodgers does not want to run, will not run anywhere. Way right. too contact diverse. Yeah. Now he's, he's 38, 39 years old, right? I mean, it's 40. It's, it's 40. Is he 40 now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's 40. The yeah. other thing about the Chiefs is this. So they, they trade Tyreek Hill in the offseason mm-hmm. because he wanted a little bit more money than they were willing to pay him. They were willing to pay him, but they weren't going to break the bank. And they're like, okay, let's go ahead and trade him. And at the time, I'm like, damn, I don't know about that. Tyreek down there somewhere is a hell of a weapon, right? Like, mm-hmm. there aren't many replicas of Tyreek Hill. But they go out and they take a guy here in the form of MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling from the Packers, who was a, a deep threat only, but not really a big-time wide receiver. They take a seemingly washed-up Juju Smith-Schuster. They get Kadarius Tony in the middle of the season from the Giants, a guy who has existed more like Bigfoot rumor than fact on the on the injured list and a supposed malcontent and he was selling out yesterday yeah yeah and, they, and, they play they play for the great ones yeah well, he, he's and, the, but he's they the also the team my point is that a good organization yeah. finds guys they do yep right but i mean look look at all the super bowls brady won what's the only hall of fame receiver he ever had? I know. Randy moss for a year i you know, know. And of so, course, Mahomes is Kelsey, and Kelsey's sick. He had 110 catches oh, in the regular season. <laughs> you know, you know. What, at one point, I'm thinking this is going to be an old reference, and, and a lot of people won't get this. But there was a softball pitcher named Eddie Fainer, the king in his court, and he was such a great softball pitcher that he would go out there with like three other guys and take on full softball teams and beat them. He had like a shortstop, and an outfielder, and a catcher. And, and why? Because nobody he, could hit him. Was it slow pitch? Yeah, yeah. He was he was that good. And then he had you know occasional ones who would be hit. They had a great shortstop to to do it. And I, I'm thinking to myself, if you put Mahomes out there with like two offensive linemen, Kelsey and a receiver and a running back, he still might beat you. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> because because Kelsey is like catching every. And when, at one point they said it was 11 catches. I thought 11 seems like 25. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing about the Chiefs, so the, I remember seeing early in the season this guy for them wearing 10. And I'm like, oh, it's new Tyreek. Who the fuck is this new Tyreek? And I quickly looked it up. I'm like, ah, it's a seventh-round running back from Rutgers. No big yeah. deal. Okay? Uh, but I'm telling you, this this little dude, Isaiah Pacheco, runs so fucking hard. And he had the run in the game in which he was seemingly bottled up for a two-yard loss, but then popped it outside and damn near scored from 40 yards out. He's quickly becoming, this Pacheco guy, one of my new favorite players because he, pays, he plays way tougher than his size should allow. Yeah, I mean, to me, he's always going to be the fight doctor, but yeah. <laughs> Ferdy right. Pacheco, not <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco. Okay, so that brings us to the Eagles-Giants game, a game that I said right here on the Zabecast on Friday was a classic cold shower game for the Giants. That mm-hmm. anytime a team seemingly is like, hey, we're good, and they totally discount the fact they were operating against a dumpster fire defense, which the Vikings were, 
then the next game against a real team is going to feel like a cold shower. Nothing's going to work. It's going to be frustrating. And sure enough, it played out that way. So count it one in a row for El Baldo. But the Eagles look really, really good. Is there anything now that can derail them? Well, I mean, you you still have, you know, we, we really have to see uh, how, how Hurts' shoulder is. And how the, giant, how the Niners and Cowboys look tonight? Yeah, I mean, look, looking at the stats, I wonder in the history of the NFL, how many teams have scored 38 points where the quarterback throws for 154 yards? You it's know, not they, very many. And that's, a, that's over 38 points with kind of shutting it down for a portion of the second half. That's 38 points without a specials touchdown or defensive mm-hmm. touchdown, right? Right, right. I mean, if, if he has to throw, what's he going to look like? Because they didn't have to. They were just methodically running it down the field. You know, it was just one run after another. They had two backs that totaled 200 yards or something like that. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah, it yeah. was indeed. So uh, we don't know because uh, as we sit here and record this before the games, so we don't know who they're going to – having the AFC championship game. If it is Kansas city and Buffalo, it'll mm-hmm. be a neutral site game in Atlanta where great timing. Antifa ran wild Saturday night and was <laughs> bombing fucking office buildings, but I'm sure they'll get that under control. The NFL is kind of signaling a possibility, Andy, that this could become the new norm, neutral mm-hmm. site championship games. A, do you think it'll happen? And B, if it does, what will your feel? What will your feelings be on it? Well, it'll be just like everything else they do. Oh God, this is bad. It won't hurt the ratings. They'll make more money, and they'll just keep doing it. So, in other and, words, and you will take it in stride and go, eh, okay. No, I won't like it. You'll be pissed. Nothing. Yeah, it'll exist. It's more money for the league. They can they can have cities bid for it. Sure. You know, and, and it'll be a you know a mini Super Bowl. And, yeah, I mean this is this is this is absolutely going to happen. So you so you think it's a lock? It's going to happen. Oh yeah, yeah, and and uh, and they don't care. Look, they they clearly don't care about the fans. They don't because the the fans who you know for now this is going to be the old man again. But you you buy tickets for a one o'clock game. You know you're going to take your kid, and then you find out nope, eight fifteen. Sorry. You'll be home by two o'clock in the morning if you want to go. Oh, right. uh, you know, it's television, you know. And so that's that's why they're going to say to the fans, hey, screw you. You paid for season tickets in the hopes that you could have a championship game, but you're not going to have it. Now, you know, they might say to the Chiefs, you know, tough. You've had the last four at home. So, you know, Patrick Mahomes has never played a playoff game on the road. Which is just a, <laughs> Not a playoff game. Bowl. That's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, except for the Super Bowl. So, so you know, but but the point is, yes, there's more money. It's just like the 17 game schedule. Oh, they're not going to go to 17 games. That's too many. They're going to have 18. It's inevitable. You know, maybe maybe it's the delusional dreamer in me, Andy. But I believe right now that this stupid fucking greedy idea is going to fall just short of happening. Because I think at the end of the day, there's enough old school owners and old school franchises who will stand up and say, no, stop this madness. What if they prove to them that they can make more money by doing this? I can count three no votes already, and I don't need more than three. Pittsburgh, Green Bay, Kansas City, no, no, no. 
Buffalo's probably a fourth no. Philly would be a fifth no. The lure and the sort of mantra of the road to the Super Bowl goes through our place is too strong. And teams that are built to play in their own elements, if it's outdoors or not, or indoors, that's too strong to be able to say, no, 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 we're taking that away now after how many years? 57 years of this league? Well, whatever. But, but, the, but yeah, I mean, I hope you're right. But, but every time you say that, it's just like Demora Smith, the Players Association, <laughs> he will never accept 17 games. Hey, the Morris accepted yeah. 17. What happened? Oh, they threw a billion dollars at us. We negotiated for that. Here's here's <laughs> the problem. I don't I don't see there being that much juice in it. Where's the extra money coming from? I don't know, but they'll figure it out. There'll be more money somewhere. <laughs> they'll they'll play this. I, game I'm in not Mexico saying there won't City be more. They have to. I won't. They'll, they'll I'm play not... in London. They don't care. I hope not. Uh, did you did you see this rather stunning? Well, first of all. The chains got all jacked up (laughs) (laughs) on Saturday. Was it Saturday afternoon or Saturday night? I forget. Saturday night. Yeah. Saturday night. And the usual der her. How's an $18 billion league using two poles with a metal chain on it? (laughs) Der her. (laughs) Oblivious to the fact I need to remind you dum-dums that just because something is simple does not make it inaccurate. Just because it may seem crude in a modern age does not mean it isn't actually perfect for the case. Those two sticks and that chain work all the time, except for this one instance where they got totally tangled up and they should have had a backup set ready to go where they had to stop the game for five minutes. No big deal. There's no markings down to the inch on the field itself. People say, there's got to be a better way to do this. Okay. What's your proposal? Laser. Okay, so you got a first and 10 at the 26 and a half yard line, give or take. You've got to make it to the 36 and a half yard line, give or take. How do you measure down to the inch? I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a scientist, but look, I'm not anti. So, so in other words, you don't have an answer. You're just like all the other durhers going, we need to get lasers no, and cameras I'm, I'm, and everything else. Of all the issues with the league, okay. chains are not the biggest one okay. for me. Okay. My, my point is you might be able to devise two sticks connected by a laser, but mm-hmm. it still won't be any more accurate than a chain with poles on it. That thing right. stretches to 10 feet or 10 yards exactly. Every right. single time, as long as there's no kink in the chain or you're not cheating or it doesn't get tangled up every single time in all weather, in rain, in snow, in wind, there's no reason you need to mess with this just because right. it's not high tech. High tech is not going to make it any better. It'll be worse. Well, look, look at how the ball is spotted. The, the yes. Judge it's approximation. It and, and then trots up the field. Does he walk a straight line? Maybe he's got one leg shorter than the other, so it's not exactly, uh, you know, or maybe he has an old injury, so he doesn't walk as well as he. Yeah, I mean, there's a that lot of this said, human element to all that. That said, did you see last week that the NFL casually let it slip that there are already microchips inside the football? Oh. Did you see this? No, I didn't. I did not. Apparently, the NFL put out a tweet that said, according to the Amazon Web Services advanced stats in Mm -hmm. the Bengals-Ravens game, the Tyler Huntley ball at the goal line was 
approximately eight inches from the goal line, according to the chip in the ball. And people went nuts going, oh, oh, so there is a chip in the ball. Why are we using that for goal line plays? (laughs) (laughs) How funny is that? They kind of let it slip. They didn't even admit it that there's in there. Yeah. the way. It's all going to be inexact. Uh, Did you like Fox's seven-man pregame show? Seven-man pregame show, including Gronk, who, while maybe lovable, once again proves, man, it's not hard to get out of high school these days, is it? (laughs) He does not look very smart. No, he doesn't look smart. And and why do they need him? Is, is he that beloved? Because they're running a they're run, I think FanDuel bought money for this Gronk oh. field goal attempt live okay. at the Super Bowl, the kick of destiny, and because of that, they're putting him on there. They've tried him out before. They want to make him a thing. But no, I don't no. think so. He he botched the name of the Eagles offensive coordinator. I mean, it was just a disaster. But seven guys standing in a giant airplane hanger of a studio to talk right. about one game well they're, they're, i guess i guess maybe they're looking at him as the next bradshaw like maybe he's the he's kind of the goofy one and and he can yeah. sit next to the studious looking howie so that you know, can be the, you know that kind of but yeah i mean the, the whole pregame show thing is is it's crazy that all the networks do this the more the merrier you know yeah. did like like fox brought back urban meyer this year for the college I, show i know no did shame really whatsoever it's unbelievable. Yeah. All right, yeah. then we'll end on this, uh, and I'll let you go. We'll watch these games. I'll have a recap coming up in just a second after I'm done with Andy of the Cowboys and the Niners and the Bills and the Bengals. Shannon Sharp getting into it at a Laker game with John ja Morant and his father. Yeah. Being escorted to the tunnel, but then being allowed to come back to his seat. Yeah. The, and then LeBron being asked about it and saying, I ride with Skip. Or I ride yeah. with no skip. I ride with Shannon three sixty five. Yeah. Right. Uh, this you is the skip. this is the pro wrestlingification of media these days. Oh, isn't it, is. it? Yeah, and, yeah. And he he works with Skip, who's anti LeBron. So you know, and 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 he he spends his day in these arguments with Skip, and so it translates to his real life when he sits courtside and gets in fights with players. But if and you're the NBA, the there's two questions I have for you. And if, if you're the NBA, don't you have to adhere to your standard of zero tolerance on fan profanity, interaction, taunting, agitating of players? Because this has been a real point of emphasis as of late. Why should Shannon Sharp get more of a break? Fuck him. I agree, you know, and, and just because he's got a big platform or supposed platform, I don't know how many people watch these stupid shows, but but right. he, somehow he gets all over social media for yeah, almost having a fist fight with Skip. But, yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, you talk about tolerance for the league. How about this? Where And, and I like Steve Kerr, but Steve Kerr rests all of his starters against Cleveland, and his excuse for doing it is, well, you know, sorry, but we need to play 72 games. And the league doesn't say anything. Yeah, like, he no, said you, he said we should reduce the schedule from eighty-two to seventy-two. Yeah, I mean, w- w- wait a minute. Th- these are the rules. This is part of being in the league. It's eighty-two games. You're expected to play your players eighty-two games, but they can't do anything about it. So you know, it, and this is this was even worse because this is Golden State at Cleveland and a West Coast team, East Coast team. So they never. That's the only game they're going to play. And and people want to see Steph Curry. That's the, he's he's the Elvis of the league right now. He's Jordan. And 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 Kerr just goes, 
yeah, well, that's the way it is. If they went to 72, I'd be okay. You'd see these guys play. What is that? That's, Where's the commissioner to do something about that's that? That's ridiculous. It's why I, I stopped taking the NBA seriously a while ago. I still enjoy it and watch it mostly in the spring, but yeah. I do not take it seriously whatsoever. It is straight entertainment, and I I accept all these things. Colin Coward tweeted out about, you know, some kid probably got tickets to see Steph for Christmas, was all excited, then right. finds out at the last minute you're not going to get Steph. And he was savaged, of course, by people in the comments because everybody hates Colin Coward, and that's fine. But here was my thought. If you're a good dad, you know what you do for your son who says, Daddy, I want to go see Shootatron 3000 when he comes to Cleveland. You say to your kid, well, you're fucking saving up your money to pay for the tickets because I'm not. Because this league, who knows? And then you put your kid in an Uber to go to the game, and if he comes back with tears in his eyes because Steph was sitting there in street clothes, you laugh in his face as a father and say, see, son, that's what you get. That, Andy, would be great parenting in my mind. Teach your your kid. (laughs) The fact that this league is a complete joke, it's a lesson he would not unlearn for a long time. How about talking to guys like Julius Irving, who was when the league was really struggling in the 70s and everybody thought all the players were on drugs and nobody was going to the game, would sell it wherever he went and and would play in every game. Ice his knees for 30 minutes after the game. And how about this? Steph Curry, realizing what he is, okay, if you're not going to play him, you say to all the people, hey, if you bought tickets to this game, Steph is going to do a shooting exhibition for an hour before the game. So show up early and you'll get to see him do that. At least at least do something like that. They don't care. And that's ridiculous for Kerr to say, well, oh, make it 72. No, they're not making it 72. And that's one of the reasons everybody makes a lot of money is they have all these extra games. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, did you get Buzz Aldrin a wedding gift? I did not. Did but, you see uh, that he got married again yeah, for the fourth so, time to a blonde with huge tits who is way younger than he is? He's 93 years old. Well, and he's getting married again. 63? I mean, she's, she's 63. She's a good, it's well-preserved 63, but she is 63. She's a sporty 63. I'll give her that much. <laughs> Buzz Aldrin, who yeah. once punched a guy out for questioning the moon landing. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah he, no, he's a tough guy. Look, I, I mean, you know, guy is it. If, 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 if he wants to get married at 93 and there's somebody much younger that wants to marry him, What? what's the issue? What's the problem? I, I bet he called his lawyer and said, this is it. And the lawyer's like, oh, Jesus, Buzz, we're doing this again? He's like, yep. All right, I'll get the standard contract out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. He's not, and he's not a billionaire. I'm sure he, he's done well. It's fine, but, yeah. You know, right. He's young, yeah. She's not marrying for money necessarily. Maybe. Yeah. But. So marrying, not, well, I don't know. All right. Andy, as always, a pleasure. Enjoy the games. We'll see you next week. All right, Zay, take care. You think I was kidding about the uh, Buzz Aldrin once punching a guy out because he questioned him about the moon landing, pretending it was staged? Well, here is the audio. You can Google the video yourself. You really like the picture, You're the one who said you walked on the moon when you didn't. Calling the kettle black, if you ever thought of it. Saying Will I you misrepresented get myself. away from me? You're a coward and a liar and a thief. <laughs> I love it. Buzz fucking Aldrin. 
If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Okay, the games have just gone final, and we had one, count it, one lead change for the entire weekend. That's right, when the Cowboys scored to go up 6-3 to three on the Niners. That was it. That was the only lead change of the weekend. We were spoiled with the wild card weekend. The old divisional round did not live up to the hype. I would say I wasted my whole weekend watching football, but... Who the fuck are we getting? It's January and nothing else going on. Uh, I did clean half of the garage. That's it. And that was enough. And I go, eh, I think I'm done tidying up. Let's go back to the couch. So let's hope the championship games will be better. They look like knockdown, drag out, even Steven matchups. I was scrambling right now just trying to get the odds uh, in the tender moments here after the Cowboys went down to the Niners in their final seconds, their last gasp. (laughs) Stupid fucking trick play. Between Dak Prescott allowing himself to get full-on blasted standing two yards inside his own goal line and somehow not getting either A, tackled, B, decapitated, or C, you know, sacked for a safety. It was Mike McCarthy with the, hey, watch this play. It's our 78-yard, pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo, we just tied the game situation. It would have been great. It would have been glorious. We were all hoping for it, that Dak would lead the team down the field, they'd score a touchdown to pull within one and have to make the agonizing decision, the Sophie's choice, if you will, of, God, that was kind of dark, actually. No? Too soon? No, it's not a matter of soon. I mean, it's just, come on. It would have been great to see the dilemma. Onto the Cowboys go for two for the outright dagger win. Or does McCarthy trust that uh, old Maher has figured things out and he can make an extra point? Because he did figure it out on the two field goals after it looked like he was as out of commission as a McDonald's ice cream machine. (laughs) 
And it's like, oh, wait a minute. Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> I mean, good for him. I felt awful after that first extra point. I'm like, oh my God, it was not even close. Yes, it was blocked, but it would have been wide left by a mile. Anyway, it would have been delicious. Would have been great. Would have been delightful. But Dak Prescott ain't that dude. And they just kind of ran out of uh, the clock management. They could have possibly done this, that. Uh, The Niners were smart. They threw on first down and 10 at the 206 mark, knowing it was a passing down, free passing down. So go ahead, go for it. They got a first down that helped things out. If Elijah Mitchell had a half a brain and was situationally aware, then they wouldn't have even had the shot at the end. But Dallas played their ass off. The highly successful had them ready, but they were done in by Dak returning to be the guy that throws picks and almost threw a pick six to Warner at the end, which would have, wouldn't have changed the outcome because they lost anyway, but it would have changed the narrative tomorrow morning on the talking head shows. You better believe it. Dak went back to throwing picks. Maher was this unwanted early on distraction that made him go, all right, hold on a second. And then Tony Pollard sprained his ankle and that was that. Zeke Elliott has become almost like a short yardage and or goal line guy. You can't make him a featured dude. Plus the Niner defense was too good. Even with guys cycling in and out due to injury and whatnot, it was a big boy football game, hard hitting football game, but still it came down to a couple plays either way. The Cowboys are a good team that had a good year that needs to keep getting better, but they've got a lot of good young pieces in the mix and they've been drafting pretty well as of late and they got a quarterback who will get you probably close to all the way maybe, but you've already paid him. So there's no debating it. I mean, Dak really is the half black Kirk. People just don't want to admit it because he plays for the Cowboys, because he does have more athleticism than Kirk, but not a ton more. But he's not not a guy you go, all right, we're going to ride this dude all the way. He ain't Burrow. He ain't Mahomes. Which brings us to one Josh Allen. Josh Allen, I looked up his stats from this year. They were eerily close to his stats from last year. And pretty much on par with how he has been since he broke through and became the quarterback that everybody gushes over. But Joe Burrow is next level. And I normally don't like to agree with nor say, you know what? He made a great point. But I will in this case, Nick Wright, hopelessly biased Kansas City native, Kansas City Chief fan, has been railing all week about why are people putting Burrow and Josh Allen on the same shelf. It's, they're not. Burrow, greater sign, Allen. And he kept harping on that the biggest thing Josh Allen ever did was lose to the Chiefs in the championship game. Of course, the Bills have now gone backwards three straight years, basically. And that's got to be agonizing. To me, the Bills, as I see it, not as a hardcore Bills fanatic who watches every single game and listens to every radio show and reads every newspaper and chat board and blah, 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 but just the casual, and I can be persuaded off of this for those of you who are hardcore fans. The Bills have a quarterback in Josh Allen who's really good but has got to dial in the mistakes. 
cannot be as YOLO as he is. They got Stefan Diggs, who is a mercurial talent at wide receiver, but temperamental, as we saw at the end of the game when he makes a big show of standing in front of Josh Allen, arms out like, bro, I was open. You were still down 17. You weren't going to win. Do you need to show up your quarterback then? Hell, I'm old enough to remember when you guys were hugging it out on the field after a big win saying, man, we're like brothers. I love this guy. No, I love you. No, you love me. I love you. I hate that when guys do that, but that's Stefan Diggs for you. And then, of course, after the game, reports were that he gathered all his stuff up, left the locker room before even the coaches had a chance to get down the tunnel and deliver a few final remarks to the team and that a running back had to go get Diggs to bring him back to hear the final message. After the game, you know, um, Sean McDermott, McDermott said, look, I don't want, you know, not a big deal to me. The guy, it's painful. I want guys who hurt when things don't go our way and I get it. It's fine. I agree. It's not a big deal in and of itself, but it tells you who he is. Tells you who he is. He's not emotionally put together still. He's, he's got some, some skeletons in the closet. He's a great talent, great wide receiver. You need more and you need bigger. They got a lot of small receivers for Buffalo and they got no running game, no running game. They don't seem to have an aptitude nor an appetite for running and they couldn't run it against the Bengals. The Bengals ran the shit out of it with three replacement offensive linemen. That was supposed to be the big bit of analysis. Well, the the Bengals are going to have a hard time running the football or protecting Joe Burrow because they've got three guys that are not right. How'd that go? So I don't know what the, either the, either the replacements played their ass off or that angle was greatly overplayed. Burrow is the Man, since he is here to stay. And speaking of big receivers, I mean, Chase plus T. Higgins plus Tyler Boyd. Hayden Hurst made a huge play and a big hurdle on a key first down catch and run when the game was still in the balance at 17-10 in the fourth quarter. And this defensive coordinator for Cincy, they were raving about Lou Anarumo. Anarumo, Anarumo, Lou, Lou. They were like, this dude is awesome. The scheme, I mean, Romo was going nuts over him. And yeah, uh, good coordinators make a difference, which is why if you're a Packer fan, you got to be pulling your hair out over the fact that Joe Barry is almost certainly going to stay because he's not a good, young, up-and-coming mind. Not a guy, this is the first year, by the way, for uh, Lou Anarumo getting the coordinator's job. He has a long resume. Where's my Wikipedia page on Lou Anarumo? Uh, where he's been, you know, like any coach, toiling away in relative obscurity, trying to get his big rake. But they don't have any superstars on defense. They got really good, solid players, but no real superstars on that Bengals defense. And they played with their hair on fire. It was great to see the DeMar Hamlin pop. It was almost crazily cinematic where it's like, and here's DeMar Hamlin. They're showing him on the Jumbotron. And they get the long telephoto shot through all the snowflakes that gives you that background compression, as you know, from being a photography nerd. And you could kind of see a silhouette within the cracked open doors of the luxury suite he was in doing his heart hand gesture. 
with the background light pouring through. I mean, <laughs> if you staged that shot, you couldn't have done it any better than that. So they get the DeMar pop. That was nice. It still didn't work. Nothing worked. Cincy is better. Cincy is here to stay. And they are either a pick em or a slight favorite in Kansas City next week. The best line was from Joe Burrow saying, y'all get them refunds out now. They were pissed about this neutral site thing. Anytime a team or or a player, but especially when a collection of players can really absorb something they think is a total slight, I believe in sports it makes a difference. I believe they do play harder, and I think that's definitely how Cincinnati felt, and they're just flat out, well, better. Replay. Mm. The touchdown overturned on Jamar Chase. I hate it, but I saw it and I go, well, technically, according to the rules, if you're going to slow it down on these seven different cameras, by the way, incredible camera coverage on that particular play, that it's technically not a touchdown. But the rules need to be synced up because you've got all these different parameters where if you're running and you're entering the end zone, the mere tip of the football, just the tip, that's what she said, has to touch the goal line, and then boom, the play's instantly over. Nothing about surviving the ground. Nothing about maintaining. Nothing about two feet inbounds in the end zone. Just the tip. If you're in the middle of the field and you make the same catch as Jamar Chase did, where you catch it two feet down, keep it from touching the ground as it sort of jostles around and you cradle it and move it around in your arms, but you keep it off the ground the whole time, that's a catch. But only in the end zone where you got to get two feet down with possession, then keep possession even if a guy strips it away and you're falling out of bounds while surviving the ground and there can't be any wobbles whatsoever, even though there was no way you were not going to keep possession of the ball, then it's not a catch. It's just all over the place. They somehow need to get the rules in alignment or just eliminate the whole surviving the ground thing. But, you know, they're still haunted by the Des Bryant, he caught it, catch situation. So your championship, by the way, I was a eerily precise 4-0 and slow clap with my picks and predictions from Friday. Do I want credit? Goddamn right I do. Because I had such a shit year. I couldn't pick lint from my navel. And I pretty much went full-on Karnak the Magnificent on your asses for this weekend. I said, you know what? Kansas City's better than Jacksonville, but they're not a covering team. And Jacksonville is sticky. I'm going to take the eight and a half. Ding. Perfect call. That's exactly how it played out. Thank you, Doug Peterson, for going for the whole, well, we're down 10, so we should probably take the field goal now. Yes. Spread buster. Then you had the cold shower game, which I warned you about, and the Giants definitely got thrown into the ice tub there against a much better Eagle team. They're like, wow, this Vikings team was a warm bubble bath. Ah, God. Philly's tough. Then I said Cincinnati's better and they're pissed. Bengals money line, winner. And then I said Niners minus the three and a half or four, whatever it was. And that was closer than I wanted to be, but 
Win a win a chicken dinner, 4 0. Uh, call my 900 line for my uh, recorded picks for the championship round games. I went scrambling to look for the numbers here, and I've got them, at least the initial numbers. They could fluctuate. Uh, Tony Romo said he's not guaranteeing that Mahomes will play, knowing how bad, I, how, how bad high ankle sprains can be. But I think he's going to play 100%. How effective will Mahomes be? We'll see. And the uh, line is going to be quite volatile during the week. It, it, it opened up like Chiefs minus one, went to a pick em. Some places are showing it already crossing the Rubicon Bengals. You're going to have to keep your eye on this thing all week. We'll talk to Mr. X on Thursday. Then you've got the Eagles minus two against the Niners. From what I just saw right now, let me check to make sure. Philly minus one, opening line. South Point has minus two, could fluctuate there. Should be two pretty good games. So there you go on that. All right, I think that's enough for today. Holy shit, I decided to do five minutes on the games. I spent 15 minutes. Hopefully I gave you some interesting points or some opinions you can agree with or some uh, some something to fill me in on furthermore about what you think the problems are. Buffalo and Green Bay are in the same boat. They they see their teams flo- they see their chance floating away from them. Cuz both Buffalo and Green Bay have gotten one step worse the last 3 years. Almost like did I say this already? I wrote it down. Like Wilson the volleyball and Tom Hanks. Wilson the Bills and the Packers have got to have that sinking feeling of, oh shit, it's floating away from us. Dallas is good, good young pieces. Dak is probably never going to be anything more than he is right now, but he's good enough. If everything else is perfect and get a few breaks to go to a Super Bowl, and then who knows what happens. Since he is legit here to stay, the Niners are legit and here to stay. And Brock Purdy may be legit, but I still want to see more. And they're going to have some interesting options once the season is over, no matter what happens. And Kansas City has the uh, magic biracial unicorn, which, when healthy, along with Travis Kelsey, it's like a fucking cheat code. So go figure. All right, that's enough for me today. Thank you so much for listening and downloading. If you like this podcast, do spread the word. If you want to subscribe to Fridays, that would be wonderful. Help support the cause. It's only $5 a whole month, for God's sakes. That's less than a cup of coffee at Starbucks. And if you subscribe for a year at a time, you get 12 months for the price of 11. Go to zabe.com slash premium to find out more or just email me if you're having any troubles jumping in for the cause. Thanks for listening. Have a great Monday, everybody, and we will see you next time. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.